0: Just to launch this conversation. This is our playground.
1: They have spontaneous conversations. They don't play in this. I
0: mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that.
1: What's he do? He's a human being.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Rob and Callie show.
0: (laughs) I'm already giggling. I know.
1: We have such a show today. I know. I'm just a
0: little beside myself today.
1: So here we are. We started in this cheap office (laughs) that we were paying 15 bucks an hour with Callie's laptop. Yeah. And and a a cheap cheap mic. mic. And now we have this show today, which is really fantastic for us. You know, just the fact that we keep building our episodes and trying to have a conversation, help people, have some laughs, you know. Enjoy life. It's really great. So, everybody, welcome to the show. Callie Alpert, how are you? I'm
0: great. Thank you. It's good to see you. Everything's good. I'm very excited about our show today. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, my name is Rob Kay. I'm a life coach here in New York City, and I'm here with Callie. And um, today, we have a show plan that's a little different than usual. Uh, We're going to sort of talk about the state of the country, the state of the world, if you're freaking out what's going on,
0: we- what to do, how to process your feelings, what to how to make some sort of sense out of what the hell's going on.
1: Yeah, if you're just like, what? Well, this episode is for you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So one thing I want to say before we introduce our guests, because we really don't want to spend too much time talking today because we're too excited to have our guest here, um, is that Rob is also, since Sam, our fearless leader, is out of the country, uh, Rob is doing double duty as my co-host and also running the boards and running the mothership here. So I'm looking at you sideways today, which in and of itself is a little bit different. But we'll make do.
1: Yeah. So it's like, you know, Sam's away and I'm running the station and things could not be crazier, but actually <laughs> it's all good. And so I'm on the board today and we're going to be doing a lot.
0: So, should we just get into it? Yeah. Let's all right. Get into all it. right. Let's just get into it. So, I am so excited on a personal and professional level to introduce our guest, psychic medium John Edward. Um, John, he just reminded me today, it's been 32 years since you've been doing this work, which is amazing because you still look like you're like 25, oh, number one. God, I love you. Here, I love you. <laughs> here's, it's here's my true. glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I can see really clearly too. And I'm not drunk or anything either. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, really. I, it's amazing. I mean, just the kind of work you've been doing, the amount of people that you, you that you've healed, Um, You've been a gift to me knowing you over the last 11 years and seeing what you've done, knowing you professionally and personally. So it's just such a joy to have you here. Um, John is also a best-selling author. He's a television host. um, And currently he is the host of his own weekly online show called Evolve. So welcome, my dear. It's
2: so good to see you. Thank you both. Nice to meet you in person. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me.
0: So, um, well first let's start before we get into it, because when we, um, first invited you to do the show, you had said you wanted to talk about the state of our country, um, maybe not from a political standpoint, but from what we, what you call a topical standpoint, right?
2: Yeah. You know, people who, who know me, like really know me, know me. Um, they know that I'm the least political person that you're going to meet. Like I, I would fail a test if you gave me a test of like what, (laughs) like who's what and where and all that. But as everybody else, you can't flip the channels you can't like you can't look at twitter or facebook without there being some type of politics or some type of conversation or more debate Mm -hmm. and what i find interesting is that people are more into debating than i think the concept of that they're actually debating so it's like they're choosing a side rather than having a dialogue they're making a choice and standing behind that choice as opposed to communicating about just the reality of the of the whole. And one of the things of like, you know, we're in a wellness center and when people do osteopathic medicine, it's different from like regular medicine in the sense that people um, go to a regular practitioner and they, here's my symptoms, here's your prescription. And the osteopath is going to treat the whole individual. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the planet is the whole individual and we're all kind of like pieces that are moving. So yeah, it seems to be something that from a topical standpoint, it comes up more and more, specifically as I'm traveling in the country.
0: Yeah, that's a good that's a good metaphor too. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, though, you know, just to that point, why is it that we're so? I mean, if we're just going to get in. You know, my first question to you is really, what in the hell is going on? You know, because you're right, people are so. Um, caught in their dogma that it feels like no one's even listening. They're just sort of reflexively arguing and reflexively creating division rather than maybe being more present and having a real conversation or talking from a place of feelings as opposed to their, you know, just their thoughts. Right. The last
2: time I think you, oh, not the last time, but I think another place that you can draw a parallel between what we're experiencing here today standards is, is religion. Yeah. Where, where people will just argue the concept of their, mine is better than yours yeah and you know what the result of mine is better than yours does is war. so that's concerning for me. Mm-hmm. Um, as a father, that's concerning for mm-hmm. me. like mine is better than yours. that doesn't really work, doesn't really work mm. and I, I'm, I'm pretty open. I was raised Catholic, but I'm not like a churchgoer, but I understand the language of Christianity, but I'm more spiritual and faith based than I am into the dogmatic organization of religion. I kind of feel like I'm coming to that place when it comes to where we are as a country because we're so divided.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think this has been building for a while, though? Because it seems like everything's coming to a crescendo and people are focusing on all the specifics. But this energy, I think, has been building for a while, don't you think? I do. But not because I felt it, to be honest. Like I said,
2: complete, like not into the whole political thing. I'm the guy that's like, you know, what do I pay my taxes and I don't really care who's in office? That's me. Like, I, and I hate <laughs> to be, on that is, I think that's a lot of people. Yeah, no, it's honest last, though. You know, you know, two years, I think the last two years where the political kind of arena became more of a reality show, not just because of who was running, but it really did. It became like, he was entertaining to watch like I never wa- ever did I ever <laughs> watch a debate but I actually sat down like appointment viewing because who knew what he was going to say like so I I found it entertaining then I thought well wait a minute I don't know if this is supposed to be entertaining like this is like right is it is supposed is to be funny oh, wait a minute right. this is like serious but I kind of just you know didn't really give it any, any, any thought until an astrologer from Australia say that five times oh, fast right yeah <laughs> her name is Maggie Kerr. And she sends out a newsletter um, and she's universalastrology.com.au because she's amazing. And she sent out a newsletter. I want to say it was at the end of 2015. And in this newsletter, she talked about all of what we're discussing here. The, you know, crescendo uh, at that time. It was probably more of a tremor um, <laughs> building to the earthquake. Yeah. And I, I feel like when I read this, I had this moment of, I don't, I don't know if I want to retweet this newsletter. Mm-hmm. And normally I pass everything she does on. Mm-hmm. I am not even sure want to favor this. Because it had a little bit of a conspiracy theory vibe, like what did she say? Well, she was saying that basically all the systems globally needed to be broken, mm. and mm-hmm. things needed to happen in order to shift that. Mm-hmm. And like, hold on, kitties, it's gonna you know right. it's gonna it's be kind of crazy, like right. that mm-hmm. type of right. vibe. But um, it had like a it made me it made me feel reading it not good. Mm. Mm. So I was like, you know what, this doesn't make me feel good. I'm, I'm gonna react to that. And then Brexit happened over in the UK. And in that moment, legitimately, when Brexit went through and it was announced, I knew her, I knew factually, psychically, based on her newsletter only, that the only way that our system would be broken would be if he got elected. Mm. So I knew then that he was going to win. And told no one said nothing to anybody. I just kept it to myself,
0: Wow, that must have been fun to harbor that <laughs> by yourself. that must have felt real good. Well, I, how do you handle John, that when you're trying okay? to yeah. yeah I'm just getting
1: some messages here <laughs> I, I need some alone time but I'm when gonna...
0: you 're trying to process that or harbor that to protect other people, like how do you handle that
1: well i I didn 't really have
2: an opinion politically uh-huh. and i didn't know if he would be good or bad, like I honestly you know he, he perceives he 's perceived to be a successful bazillionaire in whatever way. Did I like some of the, you know, personal stuff? Absolutely not. Um, I mean, to be fully honest, that one of the people that wound up coming forward and talking about inappropriate behavior is actually a personal friend of mine. So, you know...
0: I have one too, by the way. I
2: can't be so objective because I remember when it happened and having the conversation with her. Mm-hmm. So to see her kind of like n- nailed in the press in such a negative way was hard. But even still... I could be, I have an Aquarian moon, so I literally could disconnect myself from that and say, okay, let me pull my perspective back and just look at the big picture here and say that, you know, the karma of all this is going to eventually, you know, play itself out. But what I did do is what I know I could do is that we tape Evolve in advance. Mm -hmm. So So That's your show on your your website, right? Yeah, the Evolve community has a show called Evolve with John Edwards, and it's usually on every Sunday. And we're in season nine. And we were taping season nine over the summer, and it debuted in the fall. And because I was, like, harboring this, oh, my God, he's going to win kind of uh, potential. Mm-hmm. But, you know, psychic information is interpretational. And what if I was wrong? You know, I always put that out there, like, you know, I could be wrong. But um, I I had a, a recurring guest, um, which you guys would love to have her. She was really, she's amazing. Her name is Dr. Deborah Serrani, And she's a depression expert. She deals with grief. So I had her come on. And my staff thought that she was coming on just to talk about her new book in depression. Oh, yeah. And I literally looked right at her and I said, so I have a question. The election happened and she's like, okay. And she knew we were taping this in July. I said, the election happened and I think we need to deal with the concept of what the country's dealing with, which is election depression. And is there such a thing?
0: And, and how far in advance of the election was this, this July. conversation? Oh Lord. I think it was July. Uh-huh. Okay.
2: And she like looked at me yeah. and she had this moment of like, What? (laughs) And then she just didn't skip a beat and she went right into it and she was talking about, you know, election depression. And my co-host is my cousin and she's sitting opposite me and she had no idea I was going to bring this up. The producer had no idea I was going to bring this up. Dr. Serrani had no idea I was going to bring this up. I wanted an organic reaction. Yeah. And this is the first
0: time you're uttering any bit of your time truth. It. Too. Like, it was the first time it out. came out of my face. Yeah,
2: and the only person who actually got it was Scott. Uh huh. Scott was the only person. who Scott is the, is the editor in mm-hmm. and Cali Scott. Mm-hmm. But um, Scott came to me and said to me, "You actually knew," and I was like, "He goes, I ha-, he goes, I ha-, he goes, I could tell because I've been editing you for ten years." He goes, I <laughs> I <could> <laughs> <tell."> <laughs> but um, yeah. And she talked about how election depression was real was real and how people actually. And I said, "Well, listen, to mm. it, in, in every election." There are yeah. winners and there's lo- then there's and there are losers, right? Your your team of the wins, or your your candidate doesn't. But this one was different, and this one was different for so many other reasons. And I think it was to activate people in a very very big way, yeah. like myself. You know, I mean, I'm not walking anybody's parades, but I'm
1: much more conscious about it. That's a that wasn't you I saw yeah. at the protest definitely not in me D.C.? In the
0: protest. I could have no. sworn I saw you there.
2: Nope, definitely, definitely not me.
1: <laughs> um, no, but you bring up a really good point because during the election or leading up to the election, people that I would talk to were complaining about the process and it's rigged. And I would ask them, well, what are you going to do about it? And then right. the election happened and now everybody's woken up. And they've realized, oh, I need to get more involved. I need to get involved in advocacy or make phone calls or... Protest or do whatever. And the other thing is, I think it's reminded everybody to enjoy their life. I think there's something about what's going on where people are like, you know what? I can only do so much and I also need to focus on my own life.
0: Yeah. And also, I mean, it's, and he is, I mean, there was a great quote that I saw like on Facebook or something a few months ago Facebook, the consummate quote disseminator. Right. Um, <laughs> but it was, you know, but a lot of good stuff goes around. And it said like, he's the greatest uniter. He. We're not using names today. Right. right? We're still right. we're only using pronouns. Forty five. <laughs> just number forty-five. Nine. Nine, the number of endings, mm-hmm. right? Numerologically. Just I don't know, I just made that up. Or just thought of that rather. Um, but uh, but he is a great uniter in that way. And you know, we also have to remember this is the part I always tell myself when I'm hitting myself you know, my my head against brick walls trying to understand what the hell's going on, you know, is that half-ish of the country supported this person still supports this person um and this is not some little niche exception to the rule or some little subculture i mean this is half our country it is i think shifting so um but right now you know that's that's kind of the deal right so so with that and you you gave me the perfect segue we're going to take a quick break and when we come back i'd like to hear from john how you see things starting to shift into him being a minority we'll be right back And welcome back to a very special edition of the Robin Callie show here on talkradio.nyc. We are so happy to be here with our guest tonight, psychic medium, John Edward and political aficionado all of a sudden, right? That's right. Let's go that far. John's like, I just love talking politics. Would you
1: guys have me on the
0: show? Well, this was your, when we first talked about having you on the show, this is what you threw out. And I thought, what a wonderful out of the box opportunity to, you know, hear from you know, like your perspective obviously and that's just and your- what
2: it is it's 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 about the shifting perspectives that I think that we are as a community you know are having and 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 I will say like even my wife is not really a political person but mm-hmm. oh my god you want to talk about like super activist
0: oh really like,
2: She's not a person who's gonna get in the car and go like you know driving someplace like you know she's got the responsibilities of a mom and having to you know do the kids driving everywhere so it's like she yeah. doesn't like to drive and if she's going out with her friends rest assured the they're coming to pick her up like she's she's kind of done that um, but yeah like when I was on the road and I was like you know what do you got going on this weekend she's like oh I'm driving to Washington D.C. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you don't want to go to like Stop and Shop. Like, go? <laughs> And she said, I feel like wow. I need to, you know, I need to make a stand and mm. I need to. I have a daughter and I mm. and it was this whole like, oh, OK, like that's kind of, you know, I respect the fact that you, you know, I'm not really a protester. Like, I'm not that guy. um, But I feel like that's kind of I was pretty impressed by that. Wow, so, powerful. yeah, I, I have a little bit of a triggered energy that like I live with so I I (laughs) kind of see that perspective but I'm also the crazy person who reads every perspective like and I don't even know what's left or what's right what's in the middle but I just know like when I when I read stuff I want to get the full perspective and I want to understand like why people are feeling and the Libra in me can't help himself to like see all all sides right but for me I think it just comes back down to humanity and being nice to each other Mm. And I've spent 32 years being attacked. So, like, you still get attacked? Oh my now? god! Still now? S- still, 32 uh, years. Like, I'm the, so over that for you. But it's
0: part of the
2: job. Yeah. Right. So, like, I can't get all pissy because somebody's got a. You know, they're coming to this new. Yeah. I, I can't. I I actually have to respect that. Yeah. So I kind of don't understand why, like, you know, when people are being attacked whether it's your candidate that's being attacked, why they feel the need to get out there and defend something. Because my philosophy always, has always been, if you have to defend it, then you believe truly there's something that needs defending.
1: Right.
0: Right. Otherwise, there's a hole to poke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise,
2: it's kind of like that scene in Death of a Salesman where you know the main character says, why didn't you tell me that your son was getting the whatever award or he's winning the whatever thing? And the guy's like, because it's his job and it's what he does. Right. So you know google my name you will see pages of negativity and i don't care because the next time i'm standing in front of a woman who lost her child and i'm able to make the lights go on in her eyes and help her through that i will take all the negativity for that moment yeah because it's worth it mm-hmm. yeah so I kind of feel like, you know, some of the politics, like when I see that some of the townspeople, not townspeople, I forgot to call them. Uh, <laughs> the town crier in the, in the old town Wait, square. I'm, wow, <laughs> I'm really wowing you with my knowledge no, the, uh, the You're just reverting streets, back to
0: one of your past lives. They're the, they lanterns. <laughs> and <our> they <laughs> through local the streets. leaders. <laughs> right.
2: Oh my God. Save the tweets. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the local leaders of politics when they go back to their hometowns and the yeah, yeah. Right. constituents. Is that the right word? Their, yeah, the, constituent. Uh, yeah. Um, when they don't want to talk to them because... They're afraid they're going to be yelled at. I'm yeah. like, it's your
1: job. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's your job. That's mm-hmm. right. Do your job. It's your round. But
2: here's the thing. I think it's because for so many years, they've never really had to be so transparent. Yeah. And now this shift. Um, and I, I, I don't want to blame it on him. I want to, I want to say that it's globally astrologically where we're supposed to be. Right. And he's the tool interpret however you want to say that, Mm. but he's the tool that is being used to help break this open Mm. and activate people. And and I I guess my my honest to God biggest concern are for the people who are smart, who had a reason why they voted for him, Mm -hmm. Mm. who really saw this as an opportunity for their um, paradigm, their system of beliefs. Mm. I'm concerned about them having to be let down You know, not the people who not. I am. I really am. Uh I am very, very concerned about them realizing, holy crap, this is not a this is not what I thought it was going to be. Right. You know, I I believed in this person. And there really is no wizard here. Mm -hmm. Like, it's somebody who's maybe a little self-centered and going to do what's best for them and going to choose to break the rules to. And I will say this. I don't like Steve Bannon. I have said it publicly, I will state it here, I don't like his energy, I don't like what he stands for, and anybody who will do an interview publicly and say that they think evil is power, I will vehemently oppose.
0: Well he's the, yeah, and that's, I mean, you just said that very kindly and very diplomatically, I think people have very strong, pretty rageful feelings toward him. He's also, well, not to, because I don't want to give him too much lip service, but yes, that's a very strong presence um, given his history, given his belief system, there's nothing, it's so polarizing that there's really, I can't, for someone who's sort of got built in diplomacy in my makeup, I can't find any for him. And I'm always trying to, yeah. you know, I did want to go back to one thing because it's before true. the break, we sort of teased this. She said that, um, you feel like as we're, um, as time is now going by that, um, that, uh, he might become more of a niched, Person or his following might become um, more of a fractured. minority. That, fra- yeah, fractured. fractured. And can you tell us how and why you think that's going to happen?
2: Um, it, it's something that you, I. It's just it's an energy thing. It's kind of like when I I'm not a meteorologist, but I could walk outside right now and say it's you know it's raining out. I could say it's cold out. I can say oh it's probably about thirty degrees or it's snowing or it's a sunny day. You you could use words to describe it, and that's mm-hmm. how I feel about the weather. It's like the the the, the, the landscape is the energetic weather feels more fractured i'm seeing people both personally and publicly who were like you know rah 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 going what the hell you know they're not quite at the point of oh crap like if i could do this again maybe i would do it differently Mm. um but then again i'm not really a fan of her either i just want to put that out there like you know from an energy standpoint (laughs) so it's like you know you've you've had you had two circumstances come together to create the perfect storm to break the system and create those shifts. And I think those shifts are exactly what I'm feeling. Yeah. Um. It's just people consciously looking at things or entertaining things differently. And, you know, to be revealing if I can, um, please, we,
0: we prefer it.
2: I travel quite a bit. And when you travel internationally and you see some of the stuff that you see, I had been on one trip every every leg of my journey was a one-way ticket. And I had been tagged as a threat because it was after 9-11, and it was like I had four S's on my ticket, my boarding cars, and everywhere I went. And it was at a time where I was having security issues, so I was traveling with a police officer because I was in danger um, or perceived or whatever. After maybe the fifth or sixth time of being pulled out of line after you've been through security wow. for a double check and there was this one moment where there was a um, Muslim family that was traveling and full burqa and whatever and I, I literally like was like this is not fair. I was like I'm literally being triply quadruple screened, you know, after I'm going through security and now I'm being tagged again. And it was just excessive. And I I had like that thought and then I got really upset with myself that I had that thought. Like
0: that, you should be immune from it, and no, the, is that, that what
2: you mean? No, I wasn't. I wasn't opposed to me being immune with it, but I was concerned that somebody who's only traveling, letting their eyes out, like that's only that's visible, you know, is being allowed to, and I'm literally, and I mean literally, jackets off, shoes off, yeah, and this is after you've gone through security. Wow, and I'm like, did I like, did I do something on like all of a sudden? So my frustration made me not happy with how I perceived another person's belief system and how they live their life by choice. So I felt guilty. And that night I spent quality time, actually multiple nights after that, reading about Islam. And feeling like that had to be my penance because I was not happy with the fact that I went to such a base place. Yeah. And I knew nothing about Islam. I knew nothing about the pillars. I knew nothing. And 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 I it's it's actually quite a peaceful religion. It is. It's yeah. like if people really understand it. And then somebody said to me um. well, you don't understand because you know their goal are to kill the infidels. And I was like, dude, have you ever studied Christianity? Like, no joke, let's not even go there. Because I had to take theology in school. And it was probably the worst thing to my Catholic upbringing was to take theology because to study the history of religions. So I, I kind of think if people could be more objective, like what's the take-home message for people that are listening? If people could be objective and say, I don't like that, it makes me uncomfortable, but I'm going to at least educate myself about it so I am not ignorant and arrogant and coming from a place of hate. I'm coming from a place of inclusion rather than exclusion. Right. Because I could tell you from an international traveling standpoint, we are like the ass clowns of mm-hmm. the world right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, was, I was abroad when the election happened, mm-hmm. and they treated us one way, and then after the election, we were treated very, very differently. Yeah,
0: yeah. you felt it just even from your crowds Within at the events and everything, right? Within 24
2: hours, there were like a mockery We were like, we were, we were
1: being mocked. Like it, it was so uncomfortable. It was honestly, it was really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and it's almost like, you know, when you think about this, looking at from a big picture, sometimes, you know, you talk about the shift in energy and, and the way things feel, but then it is about the details sometimes. And, you know, when you look at him and you're dealing with somebody who distorts reality And lies become truth and facts don't matter and alternative facts and things like that. I always say the crazy people make me feel crazy where I walk away and I'm like, oh, maybe they are right. Like maybe I'm wrong or something. So like maybe you can talk to that. Like when people watch this stuff and it starts to really make them feel crazy or question reality, like how do you deal with that?
2: It's funny. I don't like watching the news. and I've never liked watching the news because it's negative. And I also tell people don't watch medical commercials because – I don't think you yeah, because they're th- very long <laughs> no because I don't think you should allow <laughs> you should. that into your, yeah. into your consciousness yeah. I don't think yeah. you should of allow course. that in yeah. right. and I, I'll say this at all my events I go um, you guys know that if you had chicken pox you can get and they all like collectively go shingles and I go you're all doctors med students nurses how do you all know that yeah. And they get quiet. I go, you all know that because a pharmaceutical company spent yeah. billions of dollars to put that in your brain. I mute commercials. All the time. Yeah. I just all the time. Mute it. Yeah. I've got my entire family. Like, yeah. as soon as that comes on, whoever's the closest to, you know, clicks that. Because you don't want to allow that in. And I feel like when you watch the news, and um, I did this with a friend when one of the debates was on, I said, come on, let's do something funny. He's like, well, let's watch, let's watch the debate. <laughs> and he looked at me like, seriously? <laughs> like, For sheer entertainment value. So we watched it on one of the cable networks. And he says to me, he goes, well, clearly he won this. Uh, Clearly she won this. I was like, is that your perspective? He goes, yeah. And I go, hold on. And I switched to another cable network. And it was a different perspective. And I go, hold on, there's more. Then I shifted to another one. Mm -hmm. And he goes, wait, did they watch the same thing? And I go, that's my point. There are people who aren't going to watch it at all, but they're going to take what these people, the talking heads, are going to say. And I've always come from a place of I don't want somebody to tell me how great somebody is I want to be able to see how great somebody is. So when somebody says to me in my world, oh my God, I went to go see the psychic and they were amazing. And I go, tell me why. And if they're not giving me factual information, dates, names, information that's, you know,
0: legit or or valid,
2: I don't want to hear about how great you were made to feel or how funny the person was or how emotional it became. That's not, that's not, that's not a reading for me. A reading for me is something that's verifiable information, and if it was printed out on a piece of paper, a scientific board could look at it and go, this is factual, this is factual, this is factual, this is factual. Mm -hmm. You know, saying to somebody, they love you, is not factual. Yeah, That's what somebody wants to hear. Yeah. So I think that some of the new stuff is telling people in a specific conscious community what Mm -hmm. they want to hear
0: yeah, well, and and to that point, um, I think when we well, so much to say, um, and I, I do want to talk to you a little bit more about the the idea of uh, fake news and also just some of the ways that we can cope with what's going on, the 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 la, the uh, amount of division that's going on between families, friends, colleagues, et cetera, um, when we come back, we'll be right back.
1: Welcome back to the Robin Callie show today. Our guest is John Edward, and we are talking about the state of everything. You know, there's a <laughs> shift going on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So much. And it's, it's so funny because we were talking about during the break. John brought up a really good point that I want you to talk about, but it's almost like people have Trump dar with each other, where they're like <laughs> looking at each other. Did you vote for him? Did you vote for him? You know, Yeah, like, like, like the code word. It is.
0: On. I do it in public all the time. If I'm just like in a public place or talking to strangers, There's a part of me that's always wondering, waiting, um, sort of quashing my opinions and monitoring and editing myself. So what were you going to what was that great quote that you were going to share with us? Well,
2: somebody said to me, um, who who is gay? They said to me, now the rest of the country knows what it feels like to be gay, like to be in in a in a certain kind of position of either being put in the circle of they're the person who they're the person who voted for that person mm-hmm. or they're the person who did not vote for that person. Mm-hmm. It is so clearly you know defined mm-hmm. and that there's an you know for, for the people who are not activating activists and kind of marching and yelling and screaming at each other on Facebook um that there's an attempt to be respectful of another person's belief system and try to be like what's the right way to know if like you know if this comes up how do I how do I navigate this that right. kind of moment
0: to wear like a certain color on your collar or something or God yeah. knows a little bracelet or something but to that point you know just to try to ground this in um, more like spiritual lessons that right. we can sort of call so what do we do with the division we have it in my family um, I you know I am well not gonna I'm, I'll, I'll protect them um, but you know there's certain conversations we I can't have with members of my immediate family I know co-workers that have been pulled apart. I know people that haven't talked to their family members in months or gone to um, Thanksgiving or Christmas because of this, you know, um, what do we do with that division? How can we find a place of some sort of peace or a way to honor or let to, uh, you know, our love or relationship transcend the political divide? I think it comes down to ego.
2: I really think it comes down to ego. Like, you know, my team's better than your team. Yeah. And when you're talking about sports, you kind of get to the place of going, my other conference, that's the other I can't have I was just going to say sports I know, it's like sports <laughs> and politics. Who yeah. the hell did I become? <laughs> um, no, Keep but going. You, you really can't, like at a certain point, you respectfully go, it's just a game. Mm-hmm. You would never let a football game or the World Series get in the way of your relationship with your parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles. You, you just want to do that. Yeah. It, it sounds foolish, but this has become such a hot topic because it's activating people on a core spiritual, energetic, astrological level. yeah, And I believe it's also, according to the astrologers, triggering generational planets, which is why you see certain people reacting in certain ways, depending upon maybe their age range. yeah. And then you look at what those same, let's say older folks are watching. They're going to skew more probably towards Fox News because those folks are going to be being spoken to in a way that's going to make them feel like, well, that's my language. That's right. my, those are my people. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my vocabulary. They're concerned about me And then if you're exposed to that more and more and more, Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't matter if it's Fox News or if it's CNN or if it's ABC, it doesn't really matter. I'm not picking arbitrarily just on Fox, but they seem to be the ones that kind of connect more with that. I think when you have a lot of that coming in, it's no different than a child being born into a, I I won't say skeptic, but a cynical person's family Mm -hmm. who is not raised to have a belief in religion. Mm -hmm. They're going to grow up not having a belief in religion and they're going to believe that there's nothing else. Mm -hmm. Well, if that child has an experience, let's say a near-death experience, and recognizes, holy crap, there's something else out there, I wanna mm. explore that, and then starts studying, raising the awareness, learning more about stuff, then when they go home, there's gonna be an issue that's there. So I think that there, I think as a country we've been set back 40 years. I think it's, a, it's, it's like a four-decade reboot, or revisit. Not, not a reboot, I think it's a four-decade revisit. Right. Like we've all kind of been in our energetic time machine, and we've kind of like been dropped back there, but yet it, we've brought that energy back here. Right. And it is for people to look in the mirror. So I think the answer to your question is look in the mirror, understand that your ego's being activated in a certain way and that you don't have to be you don't have to be right. Here's my concern and I'm probably going to upset people and I really don't care. You have to choose love over fear. Yeah. yeah. And when someone is constantly telling you they're going to attack you, they're going to attack you, they're going to attack you. I'm speaking from experience, I'm speaking from traveling internationally, I'm speaking from how people in other uniformed places around the country, where, out around the world, will make statements about us. We're not in a safe place, mm-hmm. but it's not because you know Muslims are going to get us. Mm-hmm. It's, we're now in a very vulnerable place because we've now created the energy right. that is plain. It's like a self fulfilling prophecy. We've literally put ourselves in an energetic position right. where we are perceived, and I mean the country, whether we're, we like it or not, We are perceived Mm. by the community that is being attacked um, as being that target now, Mm -hmm. right? So that scares me, and that that scares the crap out of me.
1: Right, but also, like you said, something I think tonight before the show, you were talking about how it's not political anymore; it's topical. It is topical, and yeah,
2: you know. And I've had to literally, and I've said this from November of last year up until about February, where at my events I would say, you know, I'm the least political person, and I say say openly, like. I never, I've never voted in my entire life, and like people like look at me like, oh my god, <laughs> one, I can't believe that, and two, why would you admit that? I'm like, well, I have to admit that to you if I'm telling you that what I'm saying about energy and the division is me not coming from a political standpoint. So then I say like, oh, if your candidate won, you're welcome. If your candidate didn't, you know, win, I'm sorry, but to have your 14 year old look at you and be like, you did vote, right? And to have to like go, no, I didn't, yeah. and the, I've, that that the look of like shame (laughs) like how could you but that was just where where I was coming from but when I say the things I'm saying about the energy and the division it really is not a political standpoint it's not coming from that like I don't really care I'm a I'm much more of an issue person and I've had so many people on Twitter that I've had great exchanges with like folks that were like great and then when I would see stuff and like tweet it or favored it they'd be like well wait a second you're being anti-Trump and I'm like whoa I'm not being anti-Trump. I'm being me, and I'm taking a stand on <laughs> right. an issue that I feel strongly about. If you're perceiving that as anti-Trump, then you need to look in the mirror as to why that would be anti-Trump. Like, there's, yeah. that, that's the issue. Yeah. yeah, don't come attacking me. And yeah. there are a lot of folks that I enjoyed actually communicating with, where I had great, you know, exchanges with them. Where I'd be like, oh, sorry to see you go, Block," and <laughs> done. Like, I don't, I don't, and I don't engage. And then I would post up there, like if you're going to engage me i'm going to block you like i'm not i'm not here to discuss like i'm not this is not a forum for me to go like hey let's have a conversation here like i'm making a statement i'm using this platform for what it's used for mm-hmm. um otherwise i would have like a call-in show where we can debate. I go, that's not who I am. Yeah. So that's I'm why actually, you come here. Yeah. I'm actually kind of Trumpish in that matter. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just when you thought. And it's the first time you've said his name is when yeah. you're comparing him to you and all the things you guys have in common. I'd be like, good um, luck. See, John <laughs> is processing as he sits here. <laughs> in fact, Maybe he's going to be running for president next time. (laughs) Um, You and Oprah. Um, (laughs) But to that point, you know, because one of the things that I've been really trying to, well, I haven't been trying, I've been struggling with and trying to process and am fascinated by is just the core level of attachment that people have to their respective opinions more than I can name in recent history it runs so deep and it's so impenetrable to me um, that people hold on so deeply and I don't think it has much to do with him or her or it as it does their own stuff And and how then you find the person out in society who happens in that time and place or energetically spiritually cosmically politically whatever happens to show up and sort of embody that and so you project all of that onto this person that now you've elected you know and um, I've heard a lot of people talk about how you know our current president is sort of a Um, a symbol of all of our shadow side of all, like you were saying, I mean, we've created this, we've kind of co-created this, whether we like it or not for those that didn't vote for him. And so my question to you would be, what do we do with that to move forward back into like a place of light and love and inclusion? Because a lot of people are talking now about how the garden is just being weeded out and it's going to be a kind of an ugly, difficult process for a while. I think
2: it's going to continue. I think we have, we have a little, we have a little ways to go. Um, I kind of feel like the country's got a virus, and I'm not saying he's the virus. I want to be really clear: like it has a virus, and it's the virus of complacency or people not, like me, Mike myself, I own it, like who just didn't really care, like we just didn't think about it or um, didn't think it mattered, and you know, and I, I, I know exactly where it stems from, and as a child and being put to the task and saying to my cousin, you know, at fourth grade or whatever it was like about how the election works and we vote the, the president and he goes to me, no, it's the Electoral College. And me going back to my teacher and saying, my cousin said this, and her saying, well, your cousin's actually right. And me thinking, well, now I feel like an ass. And ever since yeah. that moment, like that was the moment for me where I was like, well, then it doesn't matter. So mm-hmm. I've always felt like it really honestly didn't matter like in, in that way. So the division is attached to ego. And it's that same clinger mentality that if our hurricane's blowing in, if there's a tornado that comes in, if a flood is happening in a certain area and people are told to leave their house and they don't go, most people would say, that's stupid. That's not logical. What are they clinging to? They're clinging onto what they perceive to be theirs. In that example, it's a house. Well, a belief system is where you live. They're clinging onto their house as if if they stay in it, they can save it. Right. Like if you stay in that house, it's still going to get flooded. But it's like they don't have the magical powers to stop the water from coming through their house. But there's a sense of ego and self and like I'm going to stay in this and that's what happens. Yeah. So when people are living in this invisible house of belief yeah, and they don't allow any other paint colors on the wall but the one that it's been painted with, then there's that. And that's why I feel badly for some of the people because I, I know this factually, psychically, logically. You know, there are going to be shifts and changes and reveals that are going to be very, very negative, And the divisions are going to get more and more and more. I just hope that the people who kind of didn't vote for him are respectful and nice and understanding and compassionate to the people who did vote in a specific way because of their belief system, because of their ego. Yeah. And, you know, I don't like when I hear people painted with the brush of, well, they're stupid because they vote for him.
0: I know a lot of smart people. Yeah, I know yeah. a lot of smart yeah. people that who voted are not for stupid. him. Yeah,
2: who just voted for the ultimate mm-hmm. candidate that mm-hmm. they didn't yeah. like. Yeah. So I always say I respect everybody's choice mm. on Twitter. Like you know, I've, I respect I respect everybody's choice. But if if you can't allow
1: somebody to have that moment,
0: yeah,
2: yeah,
1: I think you need to, yeah. yeah. I've been going to a group, it's an advocacy group, and we meet up and talk about, it's actually been like a therapy group for some people where they've been processing what's going on, how they're depressed about it, or what actions they're taking to make a difference. And one of the things about the group that people have been talking about is that they weren't very active before, and now you know they're sort of triggered by things. And we're watching a guy who is triggered and acts out on it. And I think one of the things it's done is what you were talking about. It helps us focus back on how we're being triggered and taking personal responsibility for that. Maybe I'm triggered about something that's going on in politics, but it really has something to do with my own personal life. And it's about getting back to that because peace of mind, it really comes from inside. So we, we talk about on the show, it's an inside job. So it's like, you know, I can advocate, I can get involved, I can get upset, I can talk to people. But at the same time, it's also about me getting back to me, my life. And that's why I also talk about it's not only focusing on some of the challenging stuff, but also remembering to have some fun and enjoy life, you know, not take all this so seriously. Right. And also do a digital scrub.
2: So if you're on social <laughs> media, unfollow, yeah. unfollow un, you know, disconnect.
0: in what other way? I like that digital scrub. What else does that mean?
2: A digital scrub means if you're following a whole bunch of political things. Yeah. Like unfollow, follow one of them. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have the same thing beating to your head 10,000 times. (laughs) Right. You know, if you have, if you have adversarial energy on Facebook, I don't care if it's your mother. I don't know what you do on Facebook. Block, you know, unfollow her, unfriend her, block her, unfriend. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it is, just kind of like, just give yourself the sacred space to be able to go about your life and, you know, make healthy choices and, Try to be
1: more positive and yeah, all the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So with that, we're going to go to our last break. And when we come back, maybe you can talk about any messages you've been getting or any spiritual guidance to sort of help people in these okay. challenging times. We'll be right back.
0: Well, welcome back to The Robin Kelly Show here on talkradio.nyc. This last forty-five minutes has gone extremely quickly. That's the that's the gift of what happens when we have special guests with us, especially um, today. We do. John Edward is here. Um, and psychic, not senator. We're psychic, back. not senator. John Edwards. Psychic. And actually, you know what? I feel like in my travels in promoting um, the show tonight, I think I had somebody had written back and said, "Oh, you mean that?" I'm like, "No, that's John Edwards." <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. With an S. Right. No S, 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 S for senator. John n- Edward d-, d for. Yes, dead, yes. and, and na- a <laughs> We say D for dead guy yeah (laughs) yeah well
1: and that other dude's a completely other guy
0: yeah we don't know what his spiritual practices are but he ain't you my (laughs) friend that's all I want to say so in our final 15 minutes um, we've covered so much ground and there's so much more to cover but I would love to hear from you what you where you think we're going even from a spiritual psychic perspective what can our listeners um, learn what can we do that can help us to sort of process the feelings we're having, the anger, the divide, anything like any sort of messages or insights you want to share?
2: I think impulse control is a, is a pretty big one. Mm. Like take a beat before you speak. Mm-hmm. Um, take a beat before you hit send, take a beat before you post. Um, there've been a number of times where I've had a knee jerk reaction where I want to be like, what? And then say something. And I go, you know what? Again, 32 years of doing this, I've been attacked more times than I could tell you. And you have to let it go. So I think that is more applicable if you're in a position of you know, being an activist. But if you're an everyday person who's watching this craziness, try to come from a place of tolerance. Try to yeah. come from a place of understanding. Try yeah. to be compassionate to somebody else's belief system even though it might not agree with yours. And maybe ask them a couple of questions as to why they're actually believing that. It might give you an insight into a person in a way different way. Do not prejudge. Don't literally paint everybody with a broad brush stroke and say everybody who does this is that because it's not accurate in any aspect of life. Yeah. So it won't be accurate here. Yeah. So, and then, as like you said, Rob, you want to have moments of fun. Yeah. Make time for fun. Yeah. Make sure, you know, you eat healthy and you, you know, try to work out and try to find those positive moments in your in your day every day. Yeah. Um. So you can evolve through the negativity because it's going to be crazy and it's going to be hectic and there's going to be, you know, all the stuff that you're, you're hearing about, whether
1: you want to hear about it or not. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, one thing I also want to mention about this group that I went to is that one person decided, cause we talk about actions we're going to take until the next group. And one person decided they were going to talk to a Trump voter and try and see their perspective, just have a conversation or a discussion about it just to see it from the other point of view. And they thought that was really helpful. Um, but I I wanted to get back to something that you talked about earlier in the show, which is that you've had your own journey sort of not accepting yourself, but dealing with criticism and how to sort of stand in your own power and be like, no, this is what I'm doing. It's an honor and I don't care what anyone thinks about it. I'm proud of myself and this is what I'm going to do. You know, we're watching someone who's not really a great power of example of that sometimes. And, um, as far as being too sensitive as to what people think and being thin skinned and, and not, reactive, yeah, just and, painfully reactive. Yeah. Not being able to sort of take any sort of criticism. So what I think would be really helpful is if you could talk about that, maybe your own journey with that, where you got to a place of your own self-acceptance. <laughs> well, I,
2: I, I started in this work at 15 and I was working at psychic fairs for a number of years so I got to meet some very unique people. Right? <laughs> and I mean like I say this like they were maybe psychotic more than psychic. And you want to talk about ego? Holy crap. Mm. Some of the ego that I met early, like met up with. So those people at 15, you know, they were in their 40s and 50s and 60s. Um, were behaving exactly in the same way that the current president is. Completely from a place of ego. And hey, look what I can do. Concerned that this young kid showed up at the psychic fairs and was going to take their clients. Like that was the, like, and here I'm thinking like, wait, isn't this supposed to be spiritual and about helping people and about teaching them about like how to live a better life? Yeah. And like, w- aren't we getting supposed to the people who are supposed to come to us are going to come to us. Right. And heal else? or he the, heal thyself. Like That was my, that was my mm-hmm. philosophy. So I learned early on and I mean early on 15, 16 years old that just because somebody's in a position of power and just because somebody has a special ability doesn't mean that they're not an asshole. Like Period. And I had to learn how not to be by watching how they were. Mm. So I kind of took from it, like what I felt like I needed to to learn. And somebody said, "Well, does that mean that you're not going to give this current president any props?" And I went, "Absolutely not." I said, "If he does something that's worth that's prop worthy, yeah. I'll you know I'll give him the right. props." Yeah, in, he's got to earn it. Yeah. He's but, working
0: for us. I think he forgets that.
2: Right, but you know if they are do if they are going to do something that's prop worthy. I don't want to throw him a parade because he, you know, <laughs> seriously. Like, I don't, and, and I say this for anybody. Like, yeah. I don't want to throw him a parade because he gave a nice speech. Like, yeah. giving a nice yeah. speech doesn't eradicate all the hateful speech. Yeah, and I don't care what anybody says. When you look at the negativity, the fear, the hate, the vitriol, the anti-Semitism, the anti-Muslim, the attacks on the Latino community, that that is a major statement. And you don't have to be political to recognize that that's actually happening. And you're talking to somebody who actually has a very strong opinion about immigration and borders. So it's just kind of concerning. So I have to say, come from a place of love, not come from a place of fear.
0: And to that point, too, because it does have to do, you're speaking to the idea of inclusion and humanity, which ideally does transcend politics, but that's... You can't
2: spell humanity without unity. Right, the word, oh, yeah. yeah. the word unity is in humanity. The word unity is in humanity.
0: Yeah. So what do we do for for so many people that are struggling with the fear, with the emotions, with the outrage, you know, on a grander scale, with the f- with the concern of what's going to go down over the next, who knows how long it's going to last, years? Right. What do we do? What do we do to sort of calm ourselves down and around ourselves? Do. I think
2: we have to educate ourselves with, like, information. We have to arm ourselves with information. I would advocate because of what I do that people should learn a little bit more about astrology follow a few astrologers and literally understand what's happening out there in the cosmic consciousness that the weather pattern that's rolling in
0: yeah Be, yeah no, in no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> oh because are you going to talk about the um uh oh, the the procession thing that I is that what you're pointing to oh, uh, yeah, rob's yeah, getting very yeah. excited <laughs> silently yeah. just yeah, everyone no. knows what's going on here yeah, no, but man. there is uh, without and we don't have the time to get into this whole theory but i think i'd introduce both of you guys to this concept of um thanks to my amazing trainer monk person um in my life my crew um but he turned me on to this concept of procession which basically to really cut to the chase has to do with the idea that planetarily and cosmically and astrologically we are this is exactly what's supposed, supposed to, be. to be going on and the ancients predicted it thousands and thousands of years ago having to do with the energy pull between the sun and the earth. That's a super tamped down, and, oversimplified, and, but is that kind of where yeah. you're going? and
2: for the folks that, like, you know, uh, this is who I follow. I follow Maggie mm-hmm. Kerr. Mm-hmm. I follow Pam Gregory. I follow Gene Wiley. Um, I follow a guy by the name of Robert Enk. I follow mm-hmm. Armand Diaz, Christopher Witecki. These are people that, like, I follow who are, who, who are doing astrological work and they're, and they're talking about what's out there. So, And they give different perspectives Mm -hmm. and every person who does it, a little bit of their own personal politics or perspective might be in there, but it gives you an informed kind of all around view.
0: Yeah. The other thing, actually, one other point I wanted to get to um, is the concept of resistance, because you see all these hashtag resist and the word resist and we've got to fight, and we've got to protest and all these things that really are yielding some um, um, interesting and Im- important results, a la like what just happened with the first attempt at Trump care or whatever they're right. calling it. Um, And that's obviously coming from the liberal side. I appreciate what's going on. I appreciate the mobilization. I have an issue with the word resist because to your point earlier, the more negative energy we create, the more it's becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy rather than saying this. I want inclusion. I'm aiming for love. I'm aiming for humanity. A lot of this language and semantics is this is what I don't want to happen. This is what is no more. This is what we have to fight. Do you find that to be dangerous on any level or counter counterproductive? I, I,
2: I do. I mean, I do. I I, I kind of don't resonate. Like if I see stuff that's like all about resistance, I kinda, yeah, I kind of ignore it. Yeah, you um, resist the resistance. I resist the resistance. <laughs> that's a double <laughs> negative. It cancels it out. I, mean, know, right? like I don't want to be caught up on any side. I don't want to be yeah. on side. Yeah. You know, somebody said, "Well, well, you, Mister Politics, how would you, how would you do it?" And I go, "Don't ask." And he goes, "Well, I'm serious." And I go. I would change how people vote. I said I would make it that you have to vote by issue. And then after Mm. you vote, after you go through voting by issue, then based upon your answers, it reveals which candidates are standing on those platforms. And then you could choose. I don't think it's smart to vote by party or say, like, you know, I'm blue, I'm green, I'm yellow, I'm this. I think that's, I think it's, I think it's stupid. That's just honest. Yeah, I okay. think it should be like The Voice. You know what I'm saying? You don't know who you're voting for. <laughs> My favorite show. Oh, just you blind, don't know who you're voting right. for and It's like well, blind you know, auditions. Yeah, here's here's the issues <laughs> that you voted for. And, you know, here's your candidates, and then they turn around and you see who it is because. You might be shocked. Dude, that's a great show. If I the psychic know. stuff doesn't continue to work
0: out for you, I think you could be producer, and maybe host Quick, of this where's show. Where's Mark Burnett? Let's get him right. Yeah, Mar- oh Mark God. needs you.
1: Yeah, totally. That's like the next guest. So so just to let you know, we're coming up on the last couple of minutes of the show. Go ahead, Callie.
0: So I want to know, and obviously, you know, all of your your fans and our listeners collectively, is there any message or final takeaway from the spirit world that you feel that we need to know here down on earth?
2: I really can't say like they've 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 given me a lot of information about this mm-hmm. you know they've been nagging me personally to try to write to write a newsletter about this but like i've been dragging my feet quite a bit um because i don't really want to talk about it mm-hmm. like you know like this was uh, this to me was like my way of going like hey guys like is this show like enough like i'm putting my voice out there um i don't think it's going to be like they want me to write about perspective so i think the only thing i can tell you is that 18 months i know that they showed me 18 months that there would be a big shift within 18 months oh, just got goosebumps. So i don't know if that's 18 months from election if it's 18 months from the inauguration Mm. um, if it's 2018 because there was an 18 in it but I just know that 18 was going to be a big deal
0: so with that, I'm gonna take it as eighteen months from election day, but that's just me. I digress. Um so with that, before we wrap up, John, number one, so wonderful to have you. Thank you for joining us oh, here. For yeah. Um is there anything that you do uh, you wanna send people to your website or any yeah, upcoming anything events?
2: Do- yeah, anything I'm doing is on net. They could find me on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you didn't like anything I said, Please don't tweet me about it because I'm just going to block you
1: anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You can can tweet us and we'll just, we'll vet,
0: we'll, uh, we'll vet for you.
1: That's right. That's right. So thank you so much for being on the show. It's been great to have you here. Callie, it's always, it's been great to have you here. It's, it's so much fun to talk about this stuff, isn't it? Anyway, thanks for listening to everybody. Take care y'all.